Highways Voices from Hamburg, the podcast of the ITS World Congress 2021. We wondered if it would happen, but it's happening. A week of demonstrations, presentations, exhibition and networking, all dedicated to intelligent transport systems. This is Paul Hutton at the ITS World Congress 2021 on Highways Voices. We have all the, the technical visits where you can see ITS in action and then we have all the demonstrations where all that has been developed for the last uh, one and a half, two years will be showcased. We're starting off with the opening ceremony, much as usual, welcomes and visiting speakers, a little bit of entertainment that will certainly be familiar with people travelling here from the UK or from the Northwest in particular. Traffic lights which are smart, which integrate new features, which is our new QB-led variable message sign which is composed of cubes. We will show parking solutions, we will focus of course on our new software product Swaco My City, the urban mobility management suite we have. And of course, we will also link to our new family members from Dinic Mobility. We know that the needs from the different parts of our area are quite different. So the city regions are going to probably want some things like e-scooters, whereas if you go to more of a suburban or even slightly rural areas, they're going to be looking for things such as EV charging points. We're also looking to see how we can get some local businesses into there. Can we have coffee stands, those kind of things. With thanks to our sponsors Swaco and Gevi, we look ahead to the opening day of Congress as we all get back together again. Whether you're here with me and Hamburg or listening in from wherever you are in the world, we're your trusted guide to Congress 2021. The official podcast of the 2021 ITS World Congress in Hamburg, Highways Voices. So welcome along to Hamburg where the finishing touches are being put to the exhibition ahead of the opening later on Monday. We'll have Eric Sampson's guide to the whole event to come today. But first, let's hear from CEO of Congress organisers Ertico ITS Europe. That's Jakob Bangsgaard who joined me and I started by asking him if he really thought that with so much uncertainty about he really would get to see this day. It's great to see you again Paul. I must say that we have been working for three four years on preparing this congress and just a couple of months ago we didn't really know if it if it would happen if we would be allowed to come but we have been working full speed all the time on on hoping for the best and and here we are yeah. I guess you would have had to do that. You couldn't go in half-heartedly thinking, well, it might happen, it might not, but it probably won't, so we don't need to try. You had to believe from the very beginning. And in fact, the the big step you took three, four months ago when you just said, yes, it's happening, we are going to make it happen, we're having a physical event, that sent a real signal, I think, to the world that you were serious and that they could commit to it as well. Yes, we had to present to the Ertico Supervisory Board what would the consequence be of not having it and uh, what would the investment be in pushing forward full speed. Uh, And they backed uh, our decision. We we gave them all the figures and and we moved forward uh, full speed. And we couldn't have had the Congress if we didn't continue full speed. Uh, That's the thing. It's not you don't organize an event this size uh, in just a couple of months. 
and it's worked because we've got the last number I had was 7,000 delegates coming here. Now, given that there are quite a few people from different parts of the world who, like, for example, our friends in Australia just cannot come here, the fact there's been such a commitment from those of us that can shows that we really are ready to get back together and have the in-person meeting and do all the bits that we couldn't do online because you could share the papers okay online but you couldn't do the exhibition you couldn't do the networking and you couldn't do the demonstrations no this being the first event happening in the ITS community it's of course a big advantage for us because there's such a uh, such a willingness to come together again because this is what what we really need to to move forward we have been working full speed at home remotely but at the same time all the innovation that we see happening at a congress has not been happening and and we had to cancel a couple of congresses along the way uh, so I think the community is just so eager to to meet up again and and that is why we wanted to give them this opportunity the the figures that that we were working on uh, just half a year ago um, was we were hoping to get five thousand and and now we are we are talking about more than ten thousand coming so it, it we couldn't have expected uh, that it would go in that direction considering that there are unfortunately still some parts of the world that are not able to to come to hamburg so those numbers have gone up even since I last checked, which is really impressive. Now, the other thing is it's not just about the sake of being here. There is a huge amount of learning that's going to go on because Hamburg is a real pioneer when it comes to using technology to improve mobility. Well, first of all, we have all the technical visits where you can see ITS in action. And then we have all the demonstrations where all that has been developed for the last uh, one and a half, two years will be showcased. And uh, of course, it's important for the industry, it's important for the authorities to sh show and to experience ITS and to take decisions on what are the next steps uh, in terms of investments in, in ITS, in mobility. And I think mobility has even more focus today than it had before the pandemic because of mobility being a solution for how are we going to uh, develop the cities of the future, for instance. Well, we'll learn all the way through the week, Jakob, from all the different demonstrations, the uh, exhibitors, the technical visits, the papers. But I think the main thing here for me is just a sheer feeling of joy. I never thought I would miss identikit hotels, airports, aeroplanes, exhibition centres, but I really have over the last two years. No, it is. I just did a tour of, of the exhibition area and the Congress Centre, and it's 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 fabulous to be back. Uh, really, I'm really so happy to to be able to welcome all these people coming. So it's it's going to be great. Jakob, congratulations and thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much, Paul. Many would have given up on the idea of an in-person congress. Many other events in other industries have been shelved for the year. So kudos to Jakob and his team, plus the organisers here in Hamburg, for making it all happen. Highways Voices, the podcast from High. Highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. This may be the first time you've heard me do a podcast from a congress, whether it's a European, an American, or an ITS World Congress. But generally, in any of those events, one of the fixtures of the podcasts is Professor Eric Sampson, who's been to every single ITS World Congress. He's here in Hamburg and he's going to be our guide to the day's papers, the day's sessions, the day's must-attend events. Uh, Eric, what can we look forward to on Monday here at Congress? Thank you, Paul. Well, I guess the obvious thing is we're opening. 
and that may sound fairly minor, but given all that's happened over the last 18 months, it's major. So we're starting off with the opening ceremony, much as usual, welcomes and visiting speakers, a little bit of entertainment that will certainly be familiar with people travelling here from the UK, or from the Northwest in particular. And then we have the start of sessions. We also have the reception. Traditional again, the exhibition opens. There's reception in the, exib- in the exhibition hall. And things actually get started after, I suppose, two years of waiting since Singapore. A real congress is underway. First day, very much autonomous and connected vehicles. But we've got dashes of other things. We've got mobility as a service. We've got urban air mobility and, well, a little bit of everything on the first day. Eric, you'll join us every day here on Highways Voices. You are the fixture Highways Voice this week on the podcast, and we'll talk Tuesday with you on tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for joining me for now. Thanks, Paul. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the generous sponsorship of Swaco and Gevi. We'll hear from one of the main sponsors of this year's event shortly, but first let's talk to one of the people making these podcasts possible here this week. My friend Richard Neumann from our sponsor Swaco, who's delighted to be back at physical events. Yes, it's actually a great feeling, Paul, to be back on the show floor and to see a stand being erected here. So we we are not used to this anymore. I I don't know whether I can still do shows. It is quite incredible for how normal it feels. And then you kind of remind yourself that we haven't done this now for two years. What are you looking forward to showing off on the stand this week? Well, we will, of course, show all the capabilities of Swaco in in ITS, which uh, starts with traffic lights, which are smart, which integrate new features, which is our new QB-led variable message sign, which is composed of cubes. We will show parking solutions. We will focus, of course, on our new software product, Swaco My City, the urban mobility management suite we have. And of course, we will also link to our new family members from Dinic Mobility. Yeah, now you're going to be putting uh, footsteps or footprints down on the exhibition floor between the two stands to kind of show how the two are being linked. I guess it was too late to be able to place the two next to each other, given that the deal only happened, well, what, 10 days ago? Yes, the, the deal happened on the 30th of September, and until then we were not allowed to disclose anything, so we couldn't talk openly to the organisers of the ITS Congress here, and that's why we were allowed exceptionally to put footprints on the on the floor here to have a link a visual link between the two stands and of course Dinic Mobility is displaying a new family member of the Swaco group on their stand. Well Richard we will meet up throughout the week here on Highways Voices digging into both the physical and the software solutions you're showing off here at the World Congress this year but for now can I just say it's just brilliant to see you in three dimensions again. Yes that's uh, my my pleasure to see you here again and it's it's really fine that we are looking forward to a week of Hamburg now. Richard Neumann from Swaco who along with Gevi are our sponsors this week of these Highways Voices podcasts and we'll hear much more from 
from Swaco and their newly acquired business, Dinic Mobility, through the week. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the generous sponsorship of Swaco and Gevy. In a moment, we'll hear from the UK stand that I'll, of course, be spending a lot of time on this week talking to people from the vibrant British ITS industry. But first, Monday's opening ceremony is sponsored by German rail operator Deutsche Bahn, which is debuting at the Congress to show its vast mobility credentials, including mobility as a service and last mile solutions. Before I flew here, I caught up with Head of Smart Cities, Dr. Mika Niedbal, who told me more about these. So last year we renewed our Smart City partnership with the city of Hamburg for a further five years. The common goal is to contribute to a sustainable mobility and logistics um, to strengthen Hamburg as a livable and environmentally friendly place. And our promise from, from Deutsche Bahn was that everything that is important for a smart city is firstly launched in, in Hamburg. This applies to our digitized S-Bahn, to our DRT service, Yoki, and also to our smart locker solution. And these services will also be part of the anchor tour. So you can, as a visitor, really see and experience them um, during the whole week of the Congress. And what else can we look forward to? Uh, A lot, um, because we are represented by um, nine business units within Deutsche Bahn, besides Hamburg Box, Yoki, and uh, the digitized S-Bahn. You can also see the so-called Ideenzug, This is a train of innovative interior concepts and uh, also looks for new customer touch points. Then you can also see what uh, Sensors for Rail is doing. It's a project that deals with sensor technology on the train to enable a precise localization and uh, perception of the environment. This is needed, of course, to to digitize uh, the train system. Then we have uh, Mobimeo. It's um, part of a new mobility. It represents and, and it develops a white label app that allows users to, to have um, multimodal personalized mobility routes. And then um, Deutsche Bank Connect, uh, they will present uh, latest developments around sharing concepts, but also around um, mobility budget service and um, it also has new concepts for curbside management. From smart cities, you will see a newly designed outdoor kit at stations at the four courts, and it offers visitors a place to stay, for example, to enjoy a coffee in the sun or um, to have a playground for children and greenery, of course, as well. And then last not least, our experts from uh, DB Engineering and Consulting, they will be there to answer all questions around engineering services, business consulting and and technical advice. So our key is uh, our key goal at the Congress is quite clear. We need a mobility turnaround and it means that we only have short time left, three to five years. But uh, we are glad that we have built up so many solutions and we are happy to welcome as many visitors um, as possible to present all these projects. That's Dr. Mika Niedbal of Deutsche Bahn and I'll be sure to spend some time learning more about their solutions during the week here. Highways Voices from Hamburg. 
the podcast of the ITS World Congress 2021. Finally, to Hall B5 Stand 311, and what could well be my second home for the week here, the UK Pavilion. One of the architects of the stand this week is John Paddington of Transport for West Midlands, who I bumped into just as I arrived at the Congress Centre here in Hamburg, and he gave me his reaction to the impressive list of British SMEs who'll be on the stand. Yeah, I'm really pleased to see that we have 10 SMEs present on the stand, We've got a, a wide, a wide variety of different companies. Do come and see us. I'm also, as, as Transport Westman, really, really pleased to be here. It's been a challenging times, but it's great to be actually at a World Congress again. Um, I'm presenting on the project we're we're doing around 5G sensors on Tuesday afternoon. I'm also really happy to be supporting Ertico and moderating two sessions, both around sensors. And of all the regions in the UK, the West Midlands is really leading the way with ITS. Tell me about some of the uh, projects that you've been involved in. So, yes, so we're really lucky to have a significant amount of money from uh, central government so particularly for our future transport zone we've been pioneering e-scooters we've just started trialing mobility hubs so we've been we've, we've created a, a a demo mobility hub and we're taking that around the region trying to understand what people want from mobility hubs so what's the different things that really makes it work for them we know that the needs from the different parts of our area are quite different so the city regions are going to probably want some things like e-scooters whereas if you go to more of a suburban or even slightly rural areas they're going to be looking for things such as ev charging points we're also looking to see how we can get sort of local businesses into there. Can we have coffee stands, those kind of things. We also are looking to now commercialise our Midlands Future Mobility test bed. So we have 100 miles of instrumented uh, test bed featuring things such as ITDS, G5, roadside units. We're actively in conversations now with autonomous vehicle providers about how we, we use it, how do we test it, how can we, as a, a region of 2 million, help them develop solutions that work for them. And while you're here in Hamburg, how much of your time will be spent showing off all these great things that you're doing in the West Midlands and how much will you be hoping to spend learning? I'm hoping to divide my time sort of 50-50 between the two so I think they're both great so actually in going to sessions you can learn exactly what people are doing, lessons learned, the best practice but also actually the beauty of the World Congress is having thousands of people from around the world and you, you, ha- you can create a spark just by talking to someone, getting a new idea so hopefully doing both but it's, 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 a, it's, it's a fully packed timetable so it's it's challenging. John Paddington from Transport for West Midlands there, rounding off this Highways Voices from Hamburg, sponsored by Gevi and Swaco. So what have I learned from putting this podcast together? That it's great to be back in person and that I've got my work cut out, bringing you all the news and views this week. But that's what I'm here to do, so please join me all week here in Hamburg. For now, as they say here, cheers. Highways Voices from Hamburg, sponsored by Gevi and Swaco.